0: Welcome to the Union Strong Podcast,
1: where we tap into the CrossFit Union Square community
0: to learn more about how some of the most high-performing people in New York City do what they do.
1: This podcast is about you. It's about our community. And it's about sharing perspectives and ideas with each other from individuals that inspire us day in and day out. (sighs) This episode, I sit down with Tyler Kenton a doctor of physical therapy who bases his own private physical therapy practice right here at Cross Union Square. We sat down to discuss the nature of PT, functional fitness's effect on the practice, and some key advice for athletes who are consistently training at a high level, as well as those who are just getting started. You're DPT, right? Doctor of Physical Therapy. Doctor of physical therapy. That's right. Such a strong acronym. Strong. So Tyler is a resident physical therapist at CrossFit Union Square. He bases his practice, his private practice, out of out of house, and he deals with a lot of our members here and a lot. Deal of, with them. He deals with we'll deal them. Deal with all you people. Um, and he's just going to shed a little bit of light on some of the things that I've been wondering as a as an owner, as a coach, as an athlete. Uh, a lot of different questions I think arise for CrossFit athletes in general. But before we dive in, um, could you maybe just give a little bit of background about you and 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 especially how you kind of transitioned into more of a private practice atmosphere like the one you have here yeah Um,
0: I went to Ithaca College for undergrad and grad I spent seven years in upstate New York after that I moved to New York City I started working at a private practice called Flex NYC P-H-L-E-X which means physical therapy on Lexington I worked there for about four or five years I was you know clinic director and you know it was very much the environment that I tried to create here that's where I learned you know Basically everything. So like really the way I think clinically is what I learned there, and how to bring like the creativity and the art of you know a rehabilitation program because it can be really boring and really unengaging, and you're more times than not going to have poor success with rehabbing somebody if they're not really engaged and not mentally stimulated. And it's, you know, combining that art and the science of PT. You know what I mean? Because there are things you just have to respect. So it's learning how to combine those things and then thinking critically about what the person is trying to achieve. And in this case, when you know, what I do now, 50, 50 60% of the people I treat now are obviously CrossFitters. And, you know, I feel like you can't really put – you can't help somebody return to a sport unless you do the sport yourself. So mm-hmm. that's sort of how, you know, the experience at Flex – Plus being a CrossFitter for the last three years, you know, I think it really sets up a really good environment to return to sport for a lot of people. So there's also a big stigma out with CrossFit that portrays it as this just gruesome sport. People have shoulders breaking off left and right. And it really, it's just not true. It's really not true. If you look at the data, you look at the research across the board, all adult fitness classes have about a one in five chance of... Somebody getting hurt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's understanding that and, you know, really a multi directional approach the art, the science of PT, the critical thinking, um, you know, knowing the sport of CrossFit and then understanding and perpetuating truths and not perpetuating stigmas is, I mean, that's how you have to approach it. You have to really attack it from all fronts.
1: I think what's really interesting, and I like that you mentioned that there are, you know, the idea of things becoming stigmatized in the CrossFit community is very prevalent, and I think whenever I've seen physical therapists or people who do, you know, work in a medical field that's geared towards people who have injuries, right. um, more often than not, the stigma is that CrossFit now represented this this thing, this wave of people who were consistently getting injured that gave people a lot of business. All of a sudden it was like, okay, well now I'm busy, you know, now I, you know, because of CrossFit, I'm busy. And it was this really interesting thing, but I think... More importantly, the distinction that I'm seeing is that CrossFit is bringing CrossFit and functional fitness, and and everything that we do here is bringing a lot of awareness to the athletes. Right, and I think it's making athletes more prone to reaching out to professionals like yourself right. to do that. So, in addition to seeing injuries, you know, which we see in sport, which is common, it's it happens. People are a little bit more prone because they're learning more about themselves from a methodology like this. Right to reach out to someone like you. Right. I mean, like you said, all the functional
0: fitness, if we, I mean, you see it in just everyday New Yorkers. You look at older generations, people who are literally like the shape of a chair because they've done, had this office job for 30 years in a row. And a lot of the members, they have office jobs, they have tech jobs, they have finance jobs. They're sitting in a chair most of the day and they wanna come and work out, which is great because that's how you live a longer, happier, healthier life. And it's just probably the change in thinking where we know what we know. There's such a great exchange of information with the internet and technology that we know, okay, if I exercise, I'm going to live a long time and I'm probably not going to get as injured, you know, or I'm not going to have as great a chance of developing heart disease or having a stroke or blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe that's not really the thought process right now, but it's perpetuated that exercising is healthy. Mm -hmm. Right now it's, Interesting, too, with, um, you know, talking about stigmas, how, yeah, with, like I mentioned before, with CrossFit being, you know, one of those sports where people think that, um, you know, there's a lot, a much higher injury rate or injury prevalence, which again, isn't supported by scientific research. And in fact, it's less, it's a lower injury rate compared to contact sports like football or basketball or, you know, anything like that so um I figure I was going with this no it's funny because <laughs> I, I played soccer for yeah 20, soccer. 22 exactly.
1: 23 years of my life. And I've had more. I've never been injured doing CrossFit. I've only ever been injured playing soccer, and that was anything from ankle injuries that sustained over the course of a full season that I never sought help for. You know, it was just it it was breaking my nose. It was anything. Right. It was anything. And I, you know, obviously you mentioned a contact sport. It's going to be a little bit more consistent, a little bit more prevalent. But in CrossFit, I I actually have never been injured, and there have been aches and pains here and there. But there's always this like. You know, there's a binary to that where on the other side of any ache or pain, I'm constantly seeking a way like you're helping me right now with a low back issue that I've been having. Like, that's something that I, you know, yeah, I've been having it for like a week or two. Right. But I came to you and I said, OK, here's what's going on. And you you know, there was an answer right away for yeah. it. So it's like there's like this instant gratification. You know, I feel like an athlete who is way more open to seeking help for things I've been doing yeah. as opposed to like when I was playing college soccer, I, I felt like I wouldn't play if I was injured. Right. So like there's, there's no wall, there's no barrier to entry for getting help now, which I think is maybe one of the reasons that you're seeing, you know, all all these athletes seeking you out, but it's interesting. All right. So you've been, you've been here for how long since January 7th, 2019, January 7th, 2019 remember the day i love the accuracy. <laughs> i love it and i guess for you as a dpt you know you were working at flex before you were seeing such a variety of people and you've you've you yeah. know maintained a lot of the relationships with certain clients for sure you know that you that you've been working with over the years um, you know have you noticed any changes in the way that you approach your practice since starting here absolutely yeah in, I mean, in what ways it's still
0: you know you got to see yourself as a lifelong learner you can't say oh i've got 10 years of pt experience i've seen everything i know everything i can do everything it's like you know you're always learning something from every single person that you see Mm -hmm. whether and it's it's funny because it's sort of like it's almost it sounds bad when i say it but it's almost like there's like a flavor of the week kind of thing where it's like oh my god maybe it's just something you're noticing it's like wow these people have really tight calves they can't Get any dorsiflexion or can't get any knees over their toes, you know, when they're squatting. So they have medial knee pain, blah, blah, blah. So it's just like you're fixing everybody's feet and then you're like, oh my God, their hips are so weak, blah, blah, blah. It's just like getting really good at, I've gotten really good at sort of, again, attacking everything from a multidirectional approach because usually if you have a problem in your knee, a problem in your back, a problem in your shoulder, it's not an issue with your shoulder, back or knee it's problems elsewhere and you got to just really attack it as from many directions as you can. Yeah. And yeah. just fun. It's more about like being really efficient in that way. And then again, now I have a very active clientele, which is fantastic. I tell every single CrossFit I see like you're doing 80% of the work right now. Right. You know what I mean? Cause you're exercising, you're living a healthy lifestyle. You're eating well, you're sleeping, you're exercising. That's 80% of the work. If we can just make things a little shinier, polish things off, do these three things really well, you're going to feel really good Mm. and just
1: be religious about it, just like you are about showing up at 5 a.m. wide. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think what was really cool is like there's this like almost instant applicability to what you give us to do as athletes you know, like I think yesterday is a perfect example. Like you treated me a couple days ago. You saw me for 30 minutes. You gave me some things to think about, some things to do. I put it into practice that day. The next day I trained and you were in the gym at the same time. Mm -hmm. So obviously proxim, you know, proximal, you know, we're, we're in the same place. And right after my workout, you asked me three questions. How are you feeling? You know, better better or worse than yesterday, better, worse than yesterday. And like that instant it's just like instant i gave you like the feedback that i've just i've never had that before i think that that's really interesting and it's really valuable as well because you're seeing what you're giving people to do and and how you're you know treating people put into practice almost instantaneously which i think is a really interesting thing of having someone kind of based here yeah on site on site it's it's cool i mean it's it really is best case scenario for me and
0: obviously for members and patients do because even people I don't treat you know they say come up and ask me a question I'm like all right try this one thing if it doesn't help it let me know and we'll schedule an appointment but it's like there's a lot better follow-up with people and just passing by hey how you doing how's your back doing yeah. hey how's your knee doing you know what I mean it's just like the ease and access of care is you know it's a really really great thing to have yeah it just makes the follow-up better and the follow-up and the consistency is what produces long-term results? Exactly. Just by and far. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think going back to your last question, what's changed about my practice is that I've tried to do a lot more, like really empowering the patient, empowering the athlete. Just because it's like, okay, need to feel this, you need to do this, you need to own this. Otherwise, you can come and you can sit on my table for an hour. I can, you know release the shit out of your calf and you're going to feel good. You're going to feel great for a week until you do X, Y, Z again. But if you don't manage it and maintain it on your own, you're going to keep coming back. You're going to keep coming back. You're going to keep coming back. That's kind of what I have learned from flex to now. It's like, you may say, oh, it's a good if they keep coming back. Right. But like, it's not, you know, it's not, it's nobody wants to keep spinning their wheels forever and you're not really getting better unless you, again, attack it from all directions.
1: Now, you know, and without, Obviously, this is disregarding flex, you know, but clinics in general, you know, would you say that, you know, business like business mentality can sometimes like predicate the way that they approach their clientele and follow ups and things like that? Like that's something that I've noticed is like, oh, you know, you're going to need to do 10 sessions, 10 sessions, you know, and it's like, are you sure? Like, I feel like if I just came in for two hours and did a bunch of exercises and then went and did that myself, right? wouldn't I be just as well off? Right. You know, would you say that there's you' you might be seeing a divide in the world of physical therapy where, you know, people are maybe doing, you know, going your route, more private practice stuff or the other way?
0: Yeah. Um, I think there are really two camps and a lot of it's driven by the healthcare, um, you know, by insurance companies and in healthcare industry because it's just getting harder and harder and, Insurance companies are reimbursing less and less. So you, I have a lot of patients that pay out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And if you're paying out of pocket, it's like, okay, I want to see results. And you know that. And you want people to see results because obviously you want to stay in business and you want a good reputation and you want to help people. And so that's sort of like an intrinsic motivator to just be like, okay, if I can get you better in one or two visits and you manage it on your own, which a lot of these things are, great. You know what I mean? It's like two visits, manage it, get better. You have a good outcome, a good result. You're back to working out. You know, it's different than, say, like an in-network facility where your insurance is like, okay, yeah, we're going to write you 18 visits and you can go play patty cake for 10 minutes with a PT and you're going to be getting ice and on the bike and heat and ultrasound and hot pack and stim and blah, blah, blah. For the next 45 minutes. And it's just like, why? Uh, why? Yeah. It has been proven time and time and time and time and time again that it doesn't work. Mm. Yet nothing has really changed there. Right. And we're seeing less reimbursement for out of network providers like myself and people in private practice. So it's kind of a double edged sword because it's better for the patient in some ways, but it's more of a financial burden. Right. But you get what you pay for. Right. That's the bottom line of it. It's true in any facet of life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's really interesting too because I think you know so much of what people are used to. I would almost say, and and this might you know take it for what you want, but it's like almost a new way of looking at physical therapy. Right. You know, is more of like the private practice, the one-on-one, like the on-site, yes, the follow-up, the consistency. I feel like that's a newer wave of you know, younger DPTs who are taking this upon themselves to make a difference in people individually on a case by case. Yeah. Whereas what I've seen and, you know, people, I think my uncle is a perfect example. He had a torn labrum for years. Yeah. He went to PT for two years still has problems with his shoulder yeah you know and 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 i think a lot of that is you know a lot of that is based on his you know willingness and openness to be treated and to do the exercises you know so much of that does fall on the client but a lot of that too falls on you know whoever was treating him what kind of direction do they give him what kind of
0: advice do they give him? exactly where they're saying oh you can never do this again right you can't do this again that mentality of thinking is going to go extinct at some point because we're finding that's not true as well i cannot tell you how many pt friends of mine and even in pt school just again hearing about crossfit and being like oh my god crossfit's so bad for you crossfit's so bad for you it's like well yeah it can be if you play basketball seven days a week that's bad for you too right you know if you drink seven days a week that's bad for you too right if you do it in moderation and you manage the load, talking about CrossFit not drinking, then it's, you know, it's um, it's a very sustainable sport. Yeah, You know what I mean? I have patients who are, of I have one guy who's almost, he's almost 60. I have guys in their 40s and 50s, you know? Mm-hmm. And they have aches and pains, but they're in the best shape of their life. Right, And you know what? When you look at it from like a, a really meta point of view, Again, those are the people who are going to live well into, you know, hopefully their 80s, 90s, even hundreds with technology, you know, and the information we know about diet and taking care of themselves versus their counterparts or coworkers who are turning into the shape of a chair and
1: don't move. Right. Movement is medicine. Stagnation is poison. Yeah. Um, One last question. If you have any. I guess one piece of advice, anything that you often tell your clients that people can kind of take and run with just to keep in mind, keep in the back of their head, something to, you know, almost like a mantra of sorts that you would tell an athlete usually to abide by. Hmm. Any sort of an athlete. I would say there's no greater vote of confidence in yourself than
0: like returning back to something and doing something. If you're like facing your fears and whatever you're trying to do if you're scared to accomplish something it's like there's no better way to to like achieve a goal than to you know stare something directly in the face of what you're afraid of and just go for it yeah because when you step outside of your comfort zone that's how you grow love it that's it thanks man all
1: right thanks for coming on of course <laughs> yeah just that